love. I got what you want. I know what you want. I got what you need. I know what you need. I got what you like. I know what you like. I got what you love. I am your plug. Back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you. It's your main man for us in the building. And as always, I got with me my hombre, my partner in crime, my brother, Stir Fry Ty. Tyler, how you doing, man? I am doing good, man. The weather is starting to turn, you know. March bringing some slightly warmer weather to Jersey. It was just hit 70 for the first time in God knows how long. So I'm feeling good, bro. How are you feeling down there in the VI? Hey, you know, it's been about 70 for about, you know, the entire history of the island. So <laughs> I, I'm glad that you could, you could live like us for a day. I'll tell you a story <laughs> about Denver. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I actually got a chance to go to Denver. It's, it's going to be a perfect segue, you know? I go to check my best friend in life, my boy Joey Lanklow. Shouts out to you, Joey. He's a captain or he's an officer in the Air Force. You know what I'm saying? This man teaches other officers in the Air Force how to fly. It's the real deal, holy field. Went to go check this man when he was still at the Air Force Academy. Went up to Denver, right? Yep. Um, so we go out or whatever. It's a cool night, you know what I'm saying? And the entire time that I'm in Denver, I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling froggy. It's the mile high city, right? From the time I stepped my toes down out the car, you know what I'm saying? I told my boy Joey, I'm going to find some money today. You know what I'm saying? And so the entire day, I'm telling him, I'm going to find money. I'm going to find money. Halfway through the day, these fools get tired of me and get sick of me, right? <laughs> so I'm just like, man, these guys, they don't understand. They aren't on the same wavelengths as me. It was him and then my other best friend. Michael Allen, shouts out to you, Mike. I'm actually the godfather of his child. Shouts out. So we go out, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's to the club. I'm not a big club man myself, you know what I'm saying? But it was a special occasion. I said, you know what? I'll go out with the friends, you know? I get there. People are like popping like, um, not I don't know. It's like it's not sparklers, but mini fireworks inside. It smells like someone busts off a bunch of shots. It's absolutely crowded. It's pre-COVID days, right? I'm uncomfortable. I'm super uncomfortable. I look to Joey, I look to Mike, and I say, guys, I'll be outside, where I spent a majority of the night. And, you know, I was mingling with people, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing fights break out here, you know? There's a whole lot of action going on. (laughs) This is in Denver? Denver. This is in Denver, right outside of a club, right? So I think a a scene outside of the, you know how it is, man, drunk people, they always fight, you know what I'm saying? Not all the time, but... Regardless, there was a scene where the cops were either shutting the party down or the club was closing and people didn't want to leave. And it's a hectic scene, right? I don't know what possessed me to look straight down in between my Jordan 11 Space Jams from 2016. And I find, folded up in a puddle of water, a crisp $100 bill. It was folded perfectly in four, right? (laughs) I picked that shit up. Opened it up in the light, looked at it, it was real. Put that bitch right back into my pocket, hoping the owner didn't see me pick it up. You know what I'm saying? I went straight to Joey, straight to Mike. At this point, I had no clue where they were. Found them down the street somewhere, showed them this $100 bill, and they still didn't believe me. (laughs) I got a story too, you just inspired one. I forgot that my myself went down to Denver, 
in 2019. Um, actually got to see a Nuggets game preseason at that, but Jokic played and uh, balled out MVP, MVP. But yeah. I went out. This is back in my single days. Not where you went because it was not nearly as crazy. But uh, <laughs> talking to a girl. And uh, I was like, where are you from? You know, just making casual small talk. She says, I'm from the mountains. It's like, what? She said, yeah, I'm from the mountains. So I guess that's just a normal thing out there, right? You're not from Denver. You're just from the mountains. I was like, that's oh, crazy. Okay. That's exotic. Huh. <laughs> no. that, that, that's as exotic as it gets. But to be quite frank, I'm not sure if that's necessarily the exotic I'm thinking of. Because the exotic I'm thinking of when I hear the mountains are... Hairy armpits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to some, that is exotic. Half woman, half Eskimo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so why don't we kick it off talking about these forgotten about six seed Denver Nuggets? Because those same Denver Nuggets could be soon returning to full strength. That's right. We know Jamal Murray went down with the torn ACL last April, but he could return before the playoffs. Michael Porter Jr. has been out for the past three months, but he could be back, yes, as soon as March. So what do you think the possibilities are, the ceiling is for these Denver Nuggets, if they can return to full strength? You know, this Nuggets team, not so long ago, was talking about, we were talking about them as championship contenders, right? Out of the last eight games, they've won seven, okay? So they're on a good run. Now they're getting all of their guys back. We know that this Nuggets team is an elite team. Again, I always used to stress the fact of the word team, right? Because they do rely on Jokic's superb output, right? But at the same time, what allows him to do so well and allows the team to win games is just facilitating and the facilitation mm. that occurs on offense for the squad. So I think you get back MPJ, you get back the rest of these guys, like... This squad is running. I think this squad becomes very dangerous. They're sixth in a very, very deep Western Conference. But at the same time, they started off the season not playing their best basketball. So I, I think they're going to they're gonna make a difference, uh, especially Jamal Murray and MPJ. Those are, you know, number two and number three on the squad. Facts. And I think um, even though they are the sixth seed right now on paper, they are the fourth best team in my eyes in the Western Conference. They got the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the Warriors ahead of them. But especially if healthy, they are the fourth best team in the Western Conference. And you talked about the Joker, right? The main reason for their success. He has an argument as the best player in the Western Conference. He has an argument. There is an argument there to call Joker the best player in the Western Conference. Me personally, I got Ja number one and then the Joker two right above Steph. But how do you feel about it? I mean... Undoubtedly, the guy is a former MVP winner. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, again, he has that case. But there are guys who are absolutely exploding this season. I mean, Luca, to name one, you know what I'm saying? He's finally being able to do some of the things that we know he can. John Morant. John Morant is arguably the best player in the NBA right now. You know what I'm saying? With all of that being said, I think the reason why we're not screaming Jokic, because his numbers are insane, is because he's not dunking on fools and shooting it out the gym like some of these other cats. You know what I'm saying? So um, you're right. He has the argument there. But I, I see this team, especially if they get everyone back together, they're going to make a deep run. And the difference between them and some of these other teams is they have more experience in the playoffs and getting there. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. I think it really all depends on 
we know what we're going to get from Jokic. If Jamal Murray can be that player he was in previous, in a, I think it was what the twenty nineteen or the twenty twenty playoffs. Twenty twenty, it was bubble playoffs. Yeah, it was the crazy. bubble, shooting bow and arrows at everybody. Yeah, if we could get Bubble Murray back, I think this team is pretty scary. You know? And it's crazy. The Nuggets are in an interesting position. They've stockpiled so much talent. They had they couldn't even find space for some of the young guys they drafted with potential, like Bull Bull. They had to ship him out because he was just festering being there on the bench, not getting time. But they have so much talent. It's interesting. They feel like they're on that Portland Trailblazers trajectory where they're just going to get stuck. Stuck, stuck in that Western Conference and never make it to a finals. But I really hope that's not the case. They have so much talent. Jokic would be a great story if you were able to get to the finals doing something that a non-U.S. player hasn't done um, outside of Dirk Nowitzki. If you were able to win it, like that would be that would be momentous for the league. I just hope that they don't get stuck in that Western Conference wash cycle. First round, second round exits. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, it's more likely the case that that happens than them winning a championship. You know what I'm saying? The Grizzlies are back. Excuse me. The Warriors are back. The Grizzlies, they're looking scary. And again, I, I've said it before. At the beginning of the season, besides John Moran and maybe Jaron Jackson Jr., you're scoffing at the at the roster. You know what I'm saying? You're not really giving it any respect. But what Jaws been able to do, again, has put this team on another level. Now, the Nuggets, again, which I mentioned, they have more experience than some of these teams, but now it's a lot more competitive. Like I mentioned, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Suns. You know what I mean? Uh, these are all young teams that have a chance. The Jazz, the Mavericks. I mean, I know I haven't even mentioned the Lakers. The Lakers could sneak in and get that eighth seed. And again, they're very scary and competitive at an eighth seed when they're full strength. You know what I'm saying? So can they win? It's possible. But that's the thing. It has to be a perfect storm, I feel yeah. like, you know? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's, it's not going to be an easy road for these Nuggets. They are by no means the favorite, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, next up, got to talk about it. Some of the NBA's biggest markets, right, whatever cities you think come to mind first, are having some of the most disappointing seasons. And I just wanted to ask you for us, do you think there's any correlation, right? We see the Knicks, we see the Nets, and the Lakers all underwhelming at this point. And do you think there's any correlation between that big stage, those bright lights, and the big disappointments we're seeing this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about just New York, you know what I mean? I think New York is the, not I think, New York is the mecca of basketball, right? It's the most pressure. It's the best stadium, the most historic, the most colored. You know what I'm saying? The most, you the list goes on and on, right? And the New York crowd is harder than any crowd. It's tougher on its team than any crowd in the entire league. The beauty of that double-edged sword is, is that when the team is successful, there is no better fan base in the world than New York. And if you ask me, it's crazy how Knicks fans have been so loyal for so long. <laughs> the fact that they've had a fan base. And again, this is with all due respect. The 2000s were tough. You know what I mean? So, and again, it, it, right now is not the best of times either. You know, we had a bright <laughs> spot there with Melo. Similar situation in Chicago for me. Now we talk about the Lakers, man. This is a disappointment. You know, I don't, I don't think it's the bright lights because you have veterans right i think it's injuries and i don't know russell westbrook is playing well i don't care what anybody says the numbers prove it right anthony davis has been as fragile as ever and lebron has been playing like he wants to be known 
as the goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, really and truly, the only problem with the Lakers is that Anthony Davis has been, you know, soft as sharp. You're going to get some pushback on that Russell Westbrook part. Uh, you don't think he's playing well? Uh, he's adjusted, but you can't say that's what they expected when they got him. Um, or you could. You, there's a flip side of that, right? Um, You're not wrong, but continue. So let me start back with the Knicks, the loyal fans, you said. My dad is a prime example of that. Still recording every game and watching it back, <laughs> knowing they're going to lose. Um, it's crazy. The Knicks, fun fact, my girl, she's great, right? My birthday, she's surprising me with tickets to the Garden, right? That was January 14th. They won that game. Since my birthday, the Knicks have won three games. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. At least you got to see one of the win last wins in a while. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. On to the Nets. They obviously made it on this list of uh, big market disappointments for some different reasons. But who would have thought that after 65 games in New Jersey, nope, the Brooklyn Nets would be under 500? <laughs> that, that's crazy. And, and then on to your Lakers. All right. It's hard to say that Russell Westbrook has played well when all the bad games, the 10 turnover games, the poor shots and decision-making in the fourth quarters is sitting so heavy in our brains. But for the majority of the season, I do think you're right. It's just the bads have been so bad that, that you can't ignore them. You can't push them to the back of your <laughs> like head. At least I can't. It's just sticking out. Um Fair. Since winning two champion, <laughs> since winning a championship two years ago, you can argue ev argue every roster and coaching decision from that point forward has been a letdown. Only exceptions being Carmelo and maybe Malik Monk. Keeping Frank Vogel sounds like a mistake. Letting Montrez Harrell sounds like a mistake. Avery Bradley's been a mistake. Kendrick Nunn hasn't played a basketball game. Trevor Ariza <laughs> hasn't helped you at all. Jalen Horton Tucker hasn't lived up to the hype. It's all fell apart. They didn't bring in the offensive assistant coach that they wanted, that LeBron wanted to run the show and actually have an offense that was good at scoring because Frank Vogel's a defensive coach and that's not a strong suit. It's just too many mistakes to count. So you mentioned it. It's not all Russ's fault. He was the scapegoat for way too long. It's, it's systemic, just bad decision-making. Let's be frank. They suck. <laughs> Everybody sucks. Pun intended. Except for LeBron James. Mm. Well, yeah, man. I'm uh, with you 100%. Said it well. The bright lights, man, they play a part. No doubt. But at the same time, I think the situations are very different for each team. But regardless, that pressure is felt throughout the board, you know? And like you said earlier, man, like I don't think it makes winning in big markets harder, but it definitely amplifies how much losing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna make you feel yeah. it. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be like Julius Randle, thinking you know what I'm saying. You're Michael Jordan shushing the crowd, or, or what, what was it? What do you do? He yeah. What do you do? Yeah, exactly what you he said. Shushed them. Yep. All right. I'll intro this next one. So James Harden, right? He sat out the last game, but he'll be back for the next one. Off to a hot start in Philly. Frost, what are you making of James' early success with the 76ers? Wow. Wow, I have to say what they went five straight. James Harden, 
is back to the. Go ahead. I think uh, they they won the first four and then they lost last night, but James didn't play. Copy that. So either way, James Harden has been the biggest impact post um, the trade deadline. Facts. Period. You know what I'm saying? He's back to who we know and love. He's able to operate. He's able to step back. I went on a whole huge rant on the last podcast. You guys understand how I feel. The man's game is beautiful to watch. You know what I'm saying? He's so good at scoring. He's so good at facilitating the rock when he wants to. Now you throw in a prime Joel Embiid, who's an absolute killer. You know what I'm saying? You have one of the craziest two-headed monsters. I'll go ahead and I'll say it. The most dominating pick and roll and two-pair since Shaq and Kobe. I say it with confidence because these cats are killers. You know what I mean? Um, James Harden has just been beautiful to watch. He's been facilitating. He's been getting these guys involved. Now you see it in guys like Tyrese Maxey, who has been absolutely hooping since James Harden got there. You think, okay, James Harden, ball heavy, step back three, ISO game, sure, assists. But you're not going to think Tyrese Maxey's still going to eat the way he was when there was no second star there, right? I definitely didn't. Shows to... I did not. And it shows they literally have a balance. You can get almost guaranteed 20 points from each of them every single night. And that's huge because they thought they were losing that with Seth Curry. That's what Seth was doing. And they haven't because Tyrese Maxey has stepped up, filled the role in a way none of us saw coming. And speaking of that, right, James has helped Joel. He's made life easier. He's made Tyrese take a next step which we didn't see coming. We didn't know guards could play well with James. It hasn't shown in the past, but it's showing now. <laughs> and, not and, but <laughs> there has been a certain player, certain sixer that has taken a step back in those minutes with Joel, or James, and that oh. is Tobias Harris. Yep. He is only averaging in the four contests he's played as the third option in Philadelphia, 12 points. Do you think these struggles will continue or do you think he can adjust to this role as a third option? He, he may be able to adjust, but I don't think that he is the third option. I think now with James Harden, this is a different basketball team, right? Mm. They're not a grinded out, slow-paced basketball team with James Harden now. Not to say that they specifically were, but with Joel Embiid as your focal point of the offense, you are. You yeah, know I think that's You're a fair. slower team. And with that being said, now Tobias Harris plays a much bigger role in an offense like that. But in a faster-paced offense, we know Toby can shoot the three, but not as consistently as some of these other guys. They're going to really heavily regard on him for defense. I don't even think in this offensive, whatever set you want to call it, playbook, whatever you want to call it, he's not option number three. I think he's option number four. It's just the fact that his contract is so big and the, and the role that he's played in the past that's why we're thinking of it. But as a fourth option, if he can continue putting up, let's just say he adjusts. He's putting up 15 points a game. Let's just say Tyrese Maxey can keep it consistent. We know what we're going to get from Joel Embiid and James Harden. I think he puts up 15 points a game, seven, eight rebounds, if even that many. I think he's doing his job as the fourth option. So you have Maxey as the third option. I think Maxey's the third option. I think you were really, if you remember one of our first episodes when we were talking about kids coming into the league, Tyrese Maxey was one of those guys that you were really high on. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. been able to show his grit. You know what I mean? The guy is a hooper. He's a killer, and Philly's the perfect place for him. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I, um, I think he will continue to play well. I don't know if it looks like 20 points per game, right? I don't know if that, how, how sustainable that is, but That's I do question. agree with you. Toby, it's even a bigger adjustment for him now. You you went from second or third, now you're the fourth option. 
Um, and and what, what comes with that, especially as a wing fourth option, is just a lot of catch and shoot. And James talked about it after their last game. He needs to adjust. He wasn't ready to catch and shoot. He was in between um, passing up open threes to, to settle for a lot more tougher off the dribble mid-range jump shots. So he's going to need to adjust. But going back to it from a high level, man, this has looked beautiful. James Harden's played four games, and in each of those games, the Sixers have scored 120 points or more. Now, two of those games were against those Knicks, but I said those Knicks, not my Knicks. They are no longer my Knicks. Uh, but, you know, look, that if this keeps up at any clip, 115 points per game, that, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Yeah, and that and it's funny because just a month and a half ago, if even that long ago, we were talking about how we were worried the Sixers getting up that many points in a game. You know what I mean? So now the fact that they can getting up 100, 105, but the fact that they're getting up almost 120 a game, over 120 a game yep. in their last four games, shows what kind of team that they are. And something that we can't forget, Daryl Morey was the guy that allowed James Harden to thrive in Houston. So if it's not comfort, if anything else, that, that's the difference maker. The fact that he's comfortable in his relationship with Daryl Morey. He knows that this guy is going to give him literally whatever he needs. He's going to give him everything. You're that guy. Do whatever it is. Go play the way that you play and win basketball games. You know, that conf- that having someone, especially the owner of a team, having that confidence in your general manager, whatever it is, in you, that makes a difference too, you know? Yeah. And I think every, that's something everyone can relate to, man. When you have someone that believes in you, especially when they're involved with you on a day-to-day, uh, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference in how you view yourself and and um, the confidence you walk around with. So it's showing on the court right now. James is playing free. You can see it. And uh, I'm happy for him, man. I'm, I'm glad he found the situation. I'm glad things are working at least early. And I hope continued success for my arch nemesis in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, sir. Not much too much love, my boy. <laughs> Well, I guess semi-love for my boy, James Harden. No. Uh, with that being said, moving on. It's a big weekend in the league. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing some of the stars prove why they are stars. You know what I'm saying? We saw, we saw not one, but two 50 pieces. And boy, were they beautiful mm-hmm. over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to kick it off with Jason? My boy, Jason Tatum. Absolutely. Because JT... Went for 54 points, 54 points in a dub versus the KD, <laughs> KD Kyrie-led Brooklyn Nets. Okay, that's right. 54 big ones. Okay, that's a big deal. He tied Larry Legend for the most 50-point ball games in Celtic franchise history. That's, that's a real big deal. And props to the Celtics overall. The hottest team in the league right now. 14-2 and two in their last 16 this team is clicking. It was a new coach. Took a little time. They had the Marcus Smart situation, calling out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But they've come together. They are united. They are playing defense at a high level. And it's all clicking right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Celtics look scary. And a big part of that is Jason Tatum. Man. Jason Tatum has been hooping. You know, he had a, the beginning of the season was a little bit down. He wasn't playing as well as he should have been. He picked it up before the All-Star break. And, man, like we saw exploded for 50 man and uh love to see him man it's beautiful you know between him and Jalen Brown I think the Celtics future is very very bright now moving on to my man the king you know what I'm saying it's funny man it's funny how life changes as you grow older you know what I'm saying experience you know 
just maybe even a year and a half ago, I'd have been shitting on LeBron. You know what I'm saying? I'd have just found a way to do it. But you got to respect greatness. And the reason why we're bringing up this man tonight is he had 56. Willed the Lakers to a win over the Warriors. The Warriors looked like they were going to take it with ease. LeBron said, no can do. That's a no can do. LeBron said, hashtag I promise, hashtag watch king, hashtag strive for greatness. Okay, hashtag 56, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> and that's the thing. This is coming off a loss to the Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers. That's right. By over 20 points. And this is not even a full squad Los Angeles Clippers, man. So LeBron had to come out and prove something. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag washed <laughs> king. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Man, that's awesome. And it was over Dub Nation. You know, that, that will get you fired up. And that washed defense without Draymond Green will get you some easy buckets, too. But LeBron took full advantage, man. Let's give credit to the Kang. Okay, that was a phenomenal performance. The best of the season. The best of the last three years, I think. Taking out playoffs because he's done some crazy things. LeBron getting deep in the Duffy and showing y'all what he's still capable of. 37 years old. This man's been doing it since me and Faraz were in middle school. He's been doing this that long. That's a fact. That is a fact. This guy LeBron, man, and this is the thing, right? His game is just elevated with time. You know what I'm saying? It's aged like a fine wine. You know what I mean? This guy LeBron, he's the truth. Notice, I didn't say the GOAT, but the truth. You know what I mean? And this is the <laughs> thing. Off, their, off the heels of their loss to the Clippers, right? LeBron dropped 26. He said, man, 26 ain't enough to get it done. Let me double that. come out and drop 56. <laughs> he said, add 30. I'm going over double on these hoes. You know what I mean? Double up. So, nah, man, it was great to see. And at this age, the fact that LeBron is even able to put up that many shots to score 50 <laughs> shows away. I'm serious, man. It's, it's, it's tough getting them off. A lot of people talk about it. A lot of people talk about it. It's a marathon. When, you, when you're in that mentality, you got to be on goal from the time the, the bell tips off, the, the first whistle goes off. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't, you might not even have enough time to get those shots off. You know what I'm saying? Throughout, like, the span of the game, right? So, man, shouts out to LeBron. It shows how dominant he still is. And what is it, year 18, year 19? Uh, Yeah, one of those. One of, one of those two. Either way, old man Rivers, LeBron James, salute to you for dropping 56. Facts. All right. So, as you know, we are a basketball podcast out here at the Hoop Plug, but we like to dabble in some other arenas from time to time. So we're going to talk about a little business that's close to home. All right. Forbes recently reported that the numbers for the mega mall located in the Meadowlands of New Jersey, also known as the American Dream Mall, numbers aren't adding up. Numbers aren't adding up. Okay. A rumored $820 left in their reserve account. All right. A little backstory here for those that aren't from Jersey. This mall has been talked about again since me and Ross were in middle school. Okay, this is a project that started in 2004. Took them forever to build it, right? They got a snow, uh, like ski resort in there. You could snowboard in there. They got pools, a bunch of malls. Um, Everything that you, any mall in, in this country has is in this mall of America, pretty much. But the timing probably couldn't have been worse all right they opened up during the pandemic got half of the lot open it's not a good sign 
For us, what did you make of the news? I'm sitting here, as you could tell, in deep thought as my mind ties, you know, kicking to you guys old school of background info about what's going on. And I'm just thinking, man, it's crazy how a beautiful, great business idea, right? Something that's going to blow. Literally, if if it came out at the wrong time, will absolutely destroy it to pieces. That's just so mind blowing to me how and it emphasizes, right? How timing is everything in life, man. Whether it's business, whether it's sports, whether everything, man, it's timing, you know? Yeah. It's it's definitely a big part of it. Um part of the report said large stretches of the mall remain empty with vacant store spaces covered with barricades. So it's like yeah. they they didn't even sell the rights for, for someone to move up in this location. It's just like a big <laughs> empty warehouse right now it's crazy yeah it sounds like a place to get mugged at if you ask me it doesn't even sound like a, a dream if you ask me. <laughs> nah but real talk bro if, if it wasn't you know what i'm saying middle of covid where a lot of people don't have money people are worried about saving as opposed to opening up and willing to go into this venture and it's crazy enough that enough name brand stores weren't willing to open up there you know yeah the second half of the article for forbes says like they're going to be okay, at least in the short term. The owner of this mall owns the other Mall of America, somewhere in the States that's even bigger. And he's going to... Minnesota. Minnesota, there it is. Thank you. He's going to pocket out nine $9 million to pay their next round of bills. But, man, this is losing money quick. <laughs> nine million shoots just to pay a month's worth of bills? That's crazy. Sell the joint if you ask me. Sell it while you can. <laughs> You know, uh, Frost, do you have any ideas? That's a, that's a lot of land. You know what I'm saying? If you had the money, right? Let's say for us, uh, who plug ventures, we uh, come in and uh, we we buy the space. What, what are we putting there? It's so big, bro. You first off, what I'm doing is I'm renting it out as elite warehouse space, and based on the location, I'm renting out at least half of that bitch at primo prices. Because of the high, you're able to stack things very high. We're going to have shelving. We're going to have all types of lifts. You know what I'm saying? That's the first part. You know what I'm saying? The second part is we're going to keep things how they are. With the other third of space. You know what I'm saying? I like the water park. I like the stores that are there. Maybe push those bastards together so you're not walking in between so it doesn't feel so empty. Right? On the other third, corporate buildings. You know what I'm saying? You rent okay. them out. You tell them first year's free. You know what I'm saying? You're already losing money now. You know what I'm saying? First year. Shit, let's not get crazy here. First six months is free. All right, all right. I'm with you. Okay. You got me back on board. Okay. <laughs> couple things we got to you know do as saying? well, right? Couple basketball courts. We got the space. Let's do them. You're going to run the hottest AAU circus in the city. I'll just come across <laughs> this water real quick. Come play in Jersey. All right? Yes, sir. Number two. All right? We need, we need to make some money. Instead of the world's biggest mall let's have the world's biggest gas station because in prices is crazy we're gonna make a fortune uh, all right <laughs> i like that stir fry time now you thinking brother now you thinking <laughs> hey so you know we, we think big here at the hoop plug um if you have any angel investors listening to this program you know hit us up you know where to find us <laughs> maybe we can help you guys make us Make you some money, you know what I'm saying? And plus, we have more than 820 in our bank account. <laughs> That's the shit. <laughs> Yo, Ty, any finishing thoughts before we wrap up, my brother? Nah, just make sure everyone out there is uh, following us on YouTube. We are trying to grow the YouTube, you know what I'm saying? 
Get that to a big and better place. We got some exclusive content that's coming out only on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed, you're not hearing the latest and greatest and the best podcast on earth. Yes, sir. Nothing, nothing more needed to be said except for put some flavor.